0: So right now I am currently in Holland at the Holland Tantra Festival and it feels feels really good to be dropping in even though I know that this episode won't get out to you for about a week. One of the desires that I have with this show is to continue to produce episodes that come out on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I feel that beyond the goal, which is making sure they go live, the intention of just showing up is what's first and foremost for me, and so it is Wednesday, and we are the, pretty much the last day of the Tantra Festival, It's been a very interesting journey, a beautiful journey, and it's amazing just to think about where I was a year ago, like a year ago in August. I received this kind of awareness, this download, that India was calling me back. And I saw the India Tantra Festival maybe two years prior when I was in India and I had a desire to go. Life was moving in different directions and I wasn't able to make it. Well, when I got this call to go back to India in last November, I knew that the Tantra Festival would be then. And I knew that I would be there. Fast forward to today, many Tantra festivals later, and here I am. Last night, Sprout and I held the temple, one of the temple nights. And what we talked about was what we really wanted to bring into this field was this deeper embodiment of what it means to move beyond your stories of your mind when you're connecting with other beings. Temples, for those of you who aren't familiar, tantric temples, you know, come from India, the ancient roots where, let's say, Kama Sutra was, you know, this whole story or excitement around all these different postures and ways that you can engage in sexual activity. They came from these temples where they would practice worship, worship of the body, Worship of the sex, the very part of us that is so often shamed by society, thought of as dirty or wrong. And, you know, I my background is in other different spiritual practices such as meditation, vipassana, yoga, Buddhism, you know, all these other styles of ways of connecting to source and One of the shadow sides that I see play out in other spiritual practices is the denial of the body, the denial of sex, which is ultimately what everything comes from, which is just creative life force. Things mate, whether it's seeds falling from plants, burrowing into the earth so that more growth and rejuvenation can make or humans or animals mating together so that they can continue to create life and oftentimes we're so worried about ascending we forget about the human body and the fucking powerful vessel the divine vessel that we have and tantra is all about embracing this often shamed part of us one of the things that Sprout and I both feel so strongly about and one of the reasons I feel that we've been brought together is because we both know deeply how when we use this powerful life force energy and we use this energy for more than just pleasure, for more than just making babies. We can bring so much power, passion purpose to this world. The challenge is is that many of us aren't taught how to work with our sex energy as individuals and then we just start moving it as couples, let's say. And it comes from often a desire or a lusting place. Not that there's anything wrong with desire or lust. And yet it also, when it stays in the lower energy channels, It can be the thing that has power over us versus us having power over it. And so where is this going in the story of de-shamifying my body? Well, I believe that most of us, regardless of what we look like, regardless of what our form is, we often carry shame in our body. Even if we're model thin, oftentimes we have shame of being too thin or even not thin enough. Or if we're bigger in our bodies, we have shame of being too fat, too curvy, too bony. There's shame that's stored in all different areas. Our penises are too small or too big or too fat or too thin or whatever. Too crooked vaginas are too... Loose or too open, or they don't look a certain way. Whatever it is, we often have these shames. Our bellies aren't flat enough, or they're too, whatever it is, you get the drift. And I feel like the shame is often stored in the collective consciousness because it doesn't really matter what our form is. We can all have stories around why it's not enough or why it should be different than what it is. And so one of the things that I'm so grateful for tantra that tantra has brought me is this ability to de-shameify my body. And this doesn't just mean de-shameify my body when it's when I'm looking real good and I feel real good, but embracing my body and de-shameifying it when I don't feel as attractive when I don't feel like I'm in my top shape, when I'm a little bit curvier, a little bit heavier, a little bit juicier. So leading back to the story of, you know, Sprout and Ice Temple last night, one of the things that we both really wanted to call in, and this is the question that I started out with asking the collective, what if you could have the most amazing, expanded, orgasmic experience from the person you least expected? Would you take it? Would you take an incredibly mind-blowing, orgasmic, out-of-this-world experience of pleasure that ripples waves throughout your body if it was from someone who you maybe, your mind, wouldn't have considered you had instant attraction to. And so we started off by playing this game. We did multiple things, but by playing this game of blindfolds, right? Blindfolding. Blindfolding everyone we had them move into different experiences of both self-pleasure, connecting to themselves, realizing how much life force they have to bring, that they don't need to seek it from others outside themselves, and then moving into some group experiences. Yeah. And what's amazing and what I found on my journey is, yeah, I have these stories that are riddled in my psyche too of, oh, you're heavy. You must not take care of yourself. Hmm, you're, you're more round. You know, where's your six-pack or whatever. And slowly, 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 I'm starting to de shameify these stories, get to the roots of like, why do I even feel that like having flat abs and, you know, whatever else, small shoulders is sexy. Why do I have shame around people who have, you know, or me, let's say, who is now embracing more of my curves? I was dressing up with a goddess sister of mine before we were going to hold space in the temple and... She has a beautiful body looked a lot of what my body used to look like when I was doing yoga, you know, six days a week, one or two times a day. And I was prized for that. I was prized for how good my body looked coming from San Diego where everybody really, really works out and it's beautiful. I mean, let me tell you, I can appreciate someone who works hard on their body. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't want to fucking work that hard. I do not want to worry about how often I go to the gym, or what I'm eating, or not eating, or how much I've had, or how mu- how little I've had. I want to allow myself to experience pleasure, in all ways, and all forms. Not that that's not possible while maintaining a you know good diet and working out. Like if you get pleasure from the gym, by all means, go get your cup of pleasure full for me, it doesn't bring me pleasure. I love movement. Don't get me wrong. I love movement. I love dancing. I love dynamic meditation. I love qigong. I can even enjoy runs sometimes, but I don't love feeling like I need to do something and work hard in order to get something so that I can feel like I'm enough, like I'm pretty enough, like I'm sexy enough, like I'm desired enough, whatever the story is. And so, as I've been taking this journey from my masculine self, my bigger, baster, stronger, louder, whatever, more, do more, be more, have more mentality. To actually, I don't need to do anything. My fucking being is enough. I don't need to say the right thing in front of the right person in order to be heard. I can be felt by just my presence. And this is the divine feminine, knowing that the doing has already been done. And so when it comes to my body, how tantra has helped me de-shamify my body is number one, in these experiences, you move beyond the body. You move beyond your desires of, oh, this body looks like what I've been trained to love, so I'm going to go for that one. And you get mixed up with people that you maybe weren't your first choice or your second or your third, and you're in front of them and you see their soul. You see the soul beyond the figure and you feel their heart. And if you can move from that space, from that connection, the form dissolves. The stories of what a beautiful form is or a non-beautiful form is, dissolve. And you just have presence. Some of the most penetrative, sexy dances, orgasmic dances and touch have been with women who are quite large in their form. And it was the most amazing, sensual, juicy, orgasmic dance I've ever had. I was able to see and to feel this woman's soul and this has helped me, there are many cases of this, and this has helped me Been like, damn, actually, a squishier body feels fucking good against my skin. And I can appreciate that. And then appreciating mm, letting my mind go and seeing and feeling this being for who they are and how they are helps me see and feel myself, that my curves, whether they're less or more, are beautiful and soft and luscious that my yoni which I had a lot of shame around due to the porn magazines and everything else that we're taught needs to be or look or feel a certain way I slowly start to let go of these stories of what a yoni should look like because I begin to see people in all shapes and all sizes and all colors opening up and showing themselves and I see beauty I see beauty in the shapes and the sizes and that doesn't mean that my mind doesn't still say damn hello sexy (laughs) you work hard for that body that's attractive of course but it also means that I can look beyond that it also means that I can be like if I love my body which that's the ultimate test of de-shamifying it's like I love her for how she is and who she is and where she is, moment by moment. And sometimes, yes, I fall out of love with her. And then I have the opportunity to get back in love with her. Because oftentimes when I'm feeling insecure, falling out of love with her, I'm really just falling out of love with myself. And therefore, my patterns and my habits, whether that's my meditation or my rituals or the way that I choose to nourish myself, start to fall behind. When I was in Italy last month, it was a beautiful opportunity for me to surrender into the gluttony, the pleasure that I was gaining from the bread and the cheese and the wine. Deshamifying these foods as I've held so much shame around them from going to school for nutrition and being told that alcohol is bad, that dairy is bad, that gluten is bad. And while yes, not all foods and beverages are created equal and there is a balance to everything what's most important rather than classifying it as good or bad is how am I feeling in the moment moment by moment if wine brings me pleasure and I'm drinking it with integrity and intention then guess what that's going to make a bigger difference Than the alcohol and how it affects my system. Now of course we can fall into patterns and habits. Which then we're using things like tobacco or alcohol or whatever. Sex. Food. To bring us to altered states of consciousness. Because we're not wanting to deal with what's in front of us. We're not wanting to face our emotions. But ultimately... What matters most is how we feel. And one of the things that I love about Europe is that there's so much more sexually open and that there are people from all different shapes and sizes and ages and colors and backgrounds who come to these fields. People my mother's age, peoples in their 50s and 60s and 70s who have very different bodies than the 20 and 30 year olds. And they go in and they reveal themselves. And they allow themselves to be seen and felt. Age at this point disappears for me. Because if I can feel you and I can see your soul, I can run energy with you. Sex at this point, whether you're female or male or anything in between disappears for me. I can see your soul and if I can see you and I can meet you and I can feel you then I can run energy with you and seeing and feeling the different layers of this human experience helps me see and feel and accept myself because what's more sexy than the body that you were born with is the way that you embody your body the way that you own it, the way that you celebrate it, the way that you worship it. I have seen women who are curvy and voluptuous and they fucking own it and god damn they are sexy. I have seen men that are not the chiseled six-pack muscular man that we've been taught to believe is the ideal gladiator type you know, story of what a man needs to look like. And their touch makes me melt. And they don't have, they're not relying on the qualities of the body. Now, I've also seen women that really work hard and they love working hard and they love taking care of their body and fuck, they look good too. And same with men. But being able to see and feel different flavors and textures and see others embodying themselves in their form helps me see and feel and appreciate my own Tantra strips us from our stories, our clothes drops us into our nakedness, our vulnerability allows us to be seen beyond the body that we carry or the clothes that we wear it reveals us It drops us into our truth. Tantra is the path that drops us back into our bodies and into our humanness and allows our life force to move through us. It de-shamifies sex and sexuality. De-shamifies our bodies, our insecurities. Now don't get me wrong, they still come up. But I can tell you, That by traveling on this path of connecting to my sex, my sexuality, rather than avoiding it. I have so much more liberation and appreciation and so many less judgments from those around me. So sorry about that. (laughs) Apparently my speaker's on and somebody's trying to get my attention. Anyways, this is part two of the de-shamifying series. I hope to have some other people on who want to talk about their shame and how they're moving through it. Shame is something that's riddled in our collective consciousness. And I feel that the more that we can bring it to light, the more that we can open up in order to move past the shadows that often haunt us and keep us separated rather than integrated with ourselves and with each other. So thank you for listening and if you have more questions or desires and you want to join or you're interested in the world of tantra i have a couple blogs on my website amandabickham.com tantra starts with self and a couple other blogs i also have many episodes on here i'm being featured on brian per blog and podcast You can check him out, the Big Glow community. He asked me about Tantra. And of course, there are events that I'm often hosting with Sprout. His website is actually a lot more up to date on mine. I hope to change that soon. We're going to be doing a lot of things in Bali, probably Thailand, and maybe India as well. I also welcome you to write me, email me if you have questions about Tantra, how to get involved, books to read, whatever it is. And of course, you are a part of the community and I welcome you to join some of our events which will take you out of your mind and into your body. So thank you so much from the Holland Tantra Festival. I will see you next time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.